It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now, we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. It's time for the Sharks Morning Skate with all the latest on San Jose Sharks hockey. Here are your hosts, Dan Rusinowski and Drew Ramenda. NSAP Center in San Jose tonight. The Edmonton Oilers are in town. And here we are at Sharks Ice at San Jose where there seems to be a little extra enthusiasm, a little more intensity, a little more fun on the ice right now. It's all what one win can do for you, Drew. It is. I mean, it's funny that way. A little bit more relaxed. It's not playing on their mind anymore that they're winless and the record of futility to start a season. So, yeah, they got a little bit more in their step today, which is good. When you win, it makes it more fun. But there's still more to improve on, of course. Well, only 19 shots on net. And that, that was uh, really evident early, especially, when they were really being pushed hard by John Tortorella's Flyers. And as it turned out, they withstood that. I think we talked about this on the Sharks Extra Post Game Show, Drew. A couple of things that jumped out. One, the, the unbelievable goaltending of Mackenzie Blackwood. Yeah. Stopping Farabee late in the third period. I thought he actually stopped the one that counted as so a goal. I, so did you. Yeah. But also the fact that Tomas Hurdle stepped up and showed leadership with those big face-off wins, especially in the defensive zone. He didn't score you know, you know, any goals or anything like that, but he did have a very huge impact in the game. And to me, that's a huge step forward. Absolutely. You know, Brett Hedekin was one of his guys that he wanted to look at. He wanted to, to see, as we like to say, step up in this game, that game, that last game. He was one of the veterans. He's the top paid guy in the team. They need him. I don't think it's in his nature to, to be that guy. I think he's a much more comfortable, happy player when he's got that smile on his face and he's got some complimentary wingers and other complimentary players to go with him. But he is trying to embrace what David Quinn and the team needs. And 74% in the playoff, in, in the faceoff circle, phenomenal, especially at the end of the game. He just kept winning faceoff after faceoff after faceoff. And one of the guys that has a little bit more of a jump today is Tomas Hurdle because he wears it. Like, you can see when things aren't going well, he puts a lot of pressure on himself to be the guy. And when it doesn't work out, and when the team loses, you can see him wear it. He tries to not let that passion turn to frustration, but it does. So that win did him a, a, a bunch of good. But I also liked his feistiness. I liked the whole team's feistiness. There was intensity back and forth. There were guys pushing and shoving. There was that, you know what, in the game that David Quinn likes to talk about. There were scrums, and David Quinn loves the scrums, and the guys were involved. They were, as you said, committed versus interested, and that's really the difference. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Hurdle and Travis Konechny getting together yeah. the next time they're out there. <laughs> but even more than that, sticking with the Tomas Hurdle theme for a second, this is the part of the development of every good leader. They go through these, these times when they feel the responsibility, they wear it, like you said, but Tomas was pushing himself outside of his comfort zone. And in a way, that's what the Sharks have to do as a group. 
to push themselves out of whatever comfort zone they're in as a player and get that little extra. So that was really, really heartening to see all of that in that particular game. But now we've got an opportunity. What's the opportunity? If they get a win against the Edmonton Oilers tonight, Drew, they are tied with the Oilers in the points, which is mind-boggling giving a, you know, an 0-10 and one start. But the Edmontonians aren't exactly lighting up uh, the prairies at this point in time. They're really struggling, and as you know, the peripheral opponents are heavily involved in everything that's happening with this team. Oh, 100%. I have a, my theory on the Edmonton Oilers. First off, when you watch the great teams in this league play, the top teams in this league play, number one thing you see when you're watching the game, besides the, the skill level, is how hard they work. How hard they work when they don't have the puck and how structured they are when they don't have the puck. From their first three steps out of the offensive zone to tracking back through the middle, to shrinking the ice between the face-off dots, to putting, to putting teams in prison as soon as they get in the zone, turn them into the small boards and make sure they don't expand the zone. They do all those things and they protect the middle of the ice. Last night was a great example watching Vegas Golden Knights and the LA Kings play. What was a, it ever? Oh my goodness. What a game and that's how you play the game if you want to be successful. The Edmonton Oilers aren't doing that. And Have they ever really? Yeah, you know, when Jay first started with them, when, well, when Todd was there, when Dave Tippett took over, and when Jay first got there, they did. They do it for short bursts. Which, with the talent that they have, might be enough. Well, yeah, but because their talent was able to score, and last year their power play was historically the best power play in the history of the National Hockey League. They were phenomenal on the power play. Guess what? They call them career years for a reason. That's not happening this year, and they're not able to outscore their problems. But the other aspect is that peripheral opponent thing, and this is my theory. My theory, and this is it, okay? Jimbo Fisher, the great football coach, has a saying, be where your feet are. These guys haven't been where their feet are mentally since they lost to the Vegas Golden Knights. Since then, all the peripheral opponents, all the press, the moms and dads, and the wives and girlfriends and the families. Dry cleaner. Yeah, cup, exactly. Milkman, you know, cup or bust, cup or bust, cup or bust. Okay? They, Connor called everybody two weeks ahead of time to come in and work out before we get to, this, to training camp. Yep, so did Philadelphia, so did the Sharks, so did everybody else. But that's because they're cup, 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 cup. How about you just concentrate on game one. Because thinking when you came up 10 wins short the year before, thinking that you're cup bound is one, a tad arrogant, but two, doesn't do you any good because it's an 82 game season. It's a long way to go. So be where your feet are mentally. Work on game one. And then after game one, you work on game two. And then so on and so on and so on. I'd be interested to talk to Jay Woodcroft this morning and ask him, when you were in Detroit and you guys won the cup, is that what you talked about all year? Because I don't remember that. I don't think he did. No, I don't think they did either. So that's why you have to be able to be so strong mentally. And the other part is get out of your comfort zone. We just talked about Tomas Hur getting out of your comfort zone. The Oilers right now are playing comfortable, even though they're losing and they're uncomfortable after. They think they're giving what they can, but you can tell they're not working nearly as hard as their talent level has has to. So what that says to me is that tonight's a dangerous game because they can decide yeah. at any time yeah. that all of a sudden things are going to go. McDavid has been bothered by something. He missed a couple think, of games. I think it's his, his oblique. You think so? Yeah, yeah. Because the way he moved? Yeah, the way when he went down, he took, took, took the injury, he came off, and he was holding that area, and... 
I thought I thought it was his, his oblique. I've, I've injured my oblique before in jiu-jitsu, and it it hurts like hell, and it's hard to come back from. Well, and if anybody will fight through it, it's Connor. And nobody's yeah. pushing him, and nobody's downing him. This guy's an amazing player, best player in the world right now, and he's fighting through something. So he hasn't scored a goal in what six games, I yeah. think it is now. First and time in a long time. Yeah, we haven't seen that ever. And he had, I think, a six-game point scoring streak to start the year. Yeah. So it's a total reversal. Nugent Hopkins doesn't have any points either, and he had 100 points last year. Uh, Leon Drysaddle, okay, and Evander Kane seems to be starting to awaken from a little bit of a slumber here the last couple of games. So I just mentioned four names there that are really, really dangerous. So if the Sharks think that this is going to be some kind of a, a cakewalk, I don't think they're going to think this, but it's not. It's going to be really difficult. And the Oiler power play is starting to wake up out of its slumber too. That's the last thing that you want to see get going in this game tonight because of, as you said last year, greatest power play in the history of the National Hockey League, and that can start cranking out at any time. I think the interesting thing now for the Oilers, too, has been their goaltending. Yeah. They just waved Jack Campbell, reassigned him to Bakersfield. That's a big contract to send there. I'm not sure if Calvin Pickard, who just got called up, is going to get the start tonight. He very well may, because Stuart Skinner exactly hasn't been lighting the light on fire. So I think tonight's a fascinating game. And the other thing with the peripheral opponent thing, there's always a crisis. And the crisis sometimes gets them out of the slump. That's something we want to see not happen. Yeah, absolutely. I know it's, it's you talk about be where your feet are. If it's San Jose Sharks, don't be last game. Don't be the last game you won. You got to be here today, tonight, to make sure you're you're mentally, the mindset's going to be the biggest, strongest tool you have. They are a very, very talented team with two of the best players in the world. You cannot think that just because they're struggling that that means they're going to struggle tonight. No, you can't expect that. We'll be on the air at 7 o'clock with all of the exciting action. Kalen Addison will make his Sharks debut. Looks like he's going to be on the first power play just acquired from Minnesota in that deal that was made yesterday. Stay tuned for all of it. That's the morning skate today. You've been listening to the Sharks Morning Skate. Make sure you're listening all season long to the latest Sharks news and information right here on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network.